Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Fraser Wilson and I'm pleased to say today I'm joined by Record Sports' David McCarthy to look at all the latest goings on at Ibrox. On the pod today, we discuss the crucial Europa League return leg against Osijek, the Kyle Lafferty saga and Gerard's rush to land another two summer signings, and also the impact of the loan trio Lasana Koulibaly, Umar Sadiq and Ryan Kent after they were finally unleashed in the last seven days. David, glad to have you on the podcast. How are Pleasure. you today? I'm fine, thanks. Pleasure to be here. Ah, another big week for Scottish football awaits. It's great. You know, I mean, the league season hasn't even started and, uh, you know, already, you know, there's a sense of excitement about that and particularly Rangers going to Pataudry on day one. But before that, you know, we've got these uh, Europa League ties, uh, Celtic and Champions League as well. You know, before a ball's even been kicked, we've played 10 games so far in the European campaign and Scottish uh, Scottish teams and the 1-8 and drawn two early days but slight signs that things are on an up after an absolutely ridiculous few years with terrible results in Europe. Yeah, I think Keith pulled out the old, was it Pulp Fiction yesterday and said yeah. it's a bit early for the back slapping. Do you go along with that? I mean, yeah, a solid yeah, start. Though. I do, but, you know, come Thursday night, you know, we'll have a far, far better idea of where, where we're at. I'm pretty sure you're going to talk about the Rangers uh, Osijek tie, um, you know the other, the other clubs that are involved have got two very very tough asks to get through in the, uh, the Europa League. Uh, hopefully they can do it. Um, I suspect that come the, the end of it, the uh, Rangers and Celtic might just be the only two teams that we've got left in Europe again. So, yeah, Keith was right. You know, there, it's not a time for a huge backslapping, but. There are signs that uh, things are improving gradually. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get to those ties at the yeah. end. Uh, a big week for Rangers, but let's start with the the, the big transfer story of the week, which mm-hmm. is certainly the development of Rangers' bid for Kyle Lafferty. They yeah. made their move, what I think, on Friday, mm-hmm. and they're ready to make a second bid. Uh, first of all, um, is this one that surprises you? It doesn't really, because. Um, if you look at what Steven Gerrard needs, he definitely needs another striker. So he's obviously got a, a certain budget, so he's not going to go out and be able to buy somebody for four or five million quid. So what you're getting in Lafferty is a guy who knows the Scottish game, showed last season with 19 goals for a Hearts team that wasn't particularly good, that he still knows where the goal is. But I think more importantly than that, Fraser, is that this is a guy who could walk into the Rangers dressing room and make an impact. He knows what it takes to, to play for Rangers. He's not a guy that will be overawed by the challenge of trying to get closer to Celtic, even overtaking Celtic, um, because he's been in Rangers teams in the past that have done just that. I think his mindset will be very similar to Alan McGregor's, um, you know, who goes in there having seen it, won it, bought the T-shirt, the whole bit. And... I think if Gerard's looking around for another striker, which he clearly is, then Lafferty ticks an awful lot of those boxes. You know, he's he is a big game player. He scores goals in big games. He scored three goals against Celtic last season, which I think is more than the entire Rangers team scored against That's Celtic right. last season. Yeah. Um, he, for the kind of money that Rangers will probably end up having to shell out, I think he could be a right good buy. Right. Well, on that point, there's there's a massive gulf between what Hearts want. And what Rangers yeah. appear to be ready to bid second time round, you can mm-hmm. be talking as much as six, seven hundred thousand between the two. Yeah, it's a dance. Where do you see this one? It's going? a dance. Um, yeah. Hearts have set the bar very, very high for a player who's at a contract at the end of the season. Rangers 
with their initial offer knew it would be rejected because 200 grand was never going to, they were never going to take that. So they will meet somewhere in the middle. And the big thing about this is Lafferty's desire to get it done. Because Craig Levine has got to be looking at it and thinking, if this doesn't go through, if this becomes a Jamie Walker situation, Lafferty is more likely to be the type of guy, I think, that would throw the toys at the pram and just basically not perform. He wants the move. There is no question about that. As we reported in today's paper, um, you know, Lafferty's agents are through at Tynecastle today uh, trying to get this deal moving because their man wants to move back to Rangers. There is no question about that. So with, you know, only a season left in his contract, he's 30 years old, Hearts, to me, look as if they've already bought a replacement, you know, and the big striker who did exceptionally well at the weekend, I think he's now scored four goals for them. Um, they've also got the way that they're talking. Christoph Berra in the media this morning is talking about how if Lafferty goes, they've got another, you know, the, replacement. they've got a replacement, ah. you know, they, they'll get by without him. All the kind of mood music that's coming out of Tynecastle suggests to me that this is a deal that will get done eventually yeah. and Hearts will get closer to the money they're wanting but I don't think they'll get anywhere. I, I don't think it'll be a figure that will totally satisfy them but they don't want to be left with an unhappy player on their books. They appear to have somebody already in line to replace them and Lafferty wants to move to happen so I'd be really surprised if it doesn't happen. Yeah, so pretty confident this one will go through and, and when it does, if it does, when it does, mm -hmm. What sort of role do you think he'll play at Rangers? Because that would be, you'd have Lafferty, mm -hmm. Umar Sadiq, who's mm -hmm. just been unleashed, and also, obviously, Alfredo Morelos. Yeah. Now, you could never in a million years imagine Lafferty and Sadiq pairing each other up front. I think well, so. That'd be a, a, a scary thought if you're taking crosses with those yeah. two coming at you. But yeah. um, do, do you think he could play alongside Morelos? Do you think he would I think be a good about, influence I think it's Morelos? about a squad. I think it's about having alternatives, different styles. Um, I think in certain games... Lafferty's mentality would be exactly what you're looking for and I'm talking about the, the real big, big games Aye, Aye. absolutely yeah. um, haven't seen enough obviously of Sadiq nobody has um, to me the, the little bit we did see at the weekend against Wigan when he came on looks really really raw mm. um, you know, loads of room for improvement there um, you would think um, you would hope um, however he's, he must have something about him so time will tell on that one Morella's totally 100% a confidence player when his mm -hmm. confidence is up when he believes in himself he's a different kind of player from the sulky moody boy that we've seen too many times when things don't go his way um, so again that's that's something that I think that Gerard will be looking to continually boost his confidence continually build him up um, I can see you could see certain instances where Morellas and Lafferty could play together I think most often it will still be just the one striker because that seems to be his preferred option, Gerrard's. Um, so I think it will be a horses for courses. But what you would have then is three strikers to choose from, which, and all of them, pretty different in style. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Just finally in Lafferty then, it obviously still splits opinion a little among Rangers fans given the, the way he exited Ibrox yeah. six years ago. It's hard to criticise the guy given the the shambles. 
was yeah. That yeah, was Ibrox, absolutely. You know, I mean, McGregor left as well yeah. and came back. You know, um, yeah, and he doesn't seem to have had the same sort of stick that Lafferty's coming in for. No, no, he hasn't. And but again, I think it comes down to the quality of the player that you're bringing back. You know, I mean, Alan McGregor is arguably the most important signing that Steven Gerrard will make. Yeah, because a he's an absolute top quality goalkeeper. Um, he's as good as anything in the country and Rangers have got him back uh, for nothing and I think you've already seen in the games that he's played that you know you, you were a goalkeeper of some repute Fraser so you, you know how important it is to I have. was actually once in my glue at the same time as I'm <laughs> nowhere to lie there you go he was just sitting in the hotel as I was going in July 2002 <laughs> it was uh, the close season before anyone questions me on that one right no bother <laughs> but um, no but I mean you, you know what having a really good goalkeeper brings to a team yeah. and he is a really good goalkeeper I think in the last couple of years Rangers have had goalkeepers foddering them decent I think decent goalkeeper yeah. not outstanding I think they've now got an outstanding goalkeeper and with him and Conor Golson in front of him um, those to me so far have been the two most important signings that he's made yeah McGregor's just absolute calming influence isn't he mm -hmm. as well as a top draw goalkeeper you can just see his calming influence never looks flustered they trust look him. Easy. The, team, the team trust him yeah. you know and by all accounts he's going straight back into that dressing room as if he's never been away he's already yeah. a leader in the dressing room and I know that you know Kenny Miller divided opinions but Kenny Miller was a leader in that dressing room and he was removed from it um, but McGregor by all accounts has gone in there and basically is not saying calling the shots but letting people know what's required to be a Rangers player yeah no I'm glad to hear you say it's probably the most important signing because uh, well I do hope I've still got my goalies union card and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go along with that 100% is uh, three clean sheets for three competitive games yep. clean sheets yep. and the friendlies and as well really important saves as well you know but just, uh, I just think that, that the entire defence the entire team feels happier that he's the last line of defence. If anything gets past them, they've still got to beat him. And uh, and I think you're going to have to be a pretty good strike force to beat him regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've touched on Sadiq, uh, but Gerard's also bloodied Lasana Kulabali and Ryan Kent in the last seven days. Yeah. Both flung right into the action in Croatia. And to be fair, well, Kulabali especially, I thought yeah. was a standout. He yeah. looks like perhaps a holding player that they've been crying out for for the yeah. last year. Yeah, you know, Rangers, an awful lot of uh, midfield players have gone through, have come through the door and had a chance at Rangers. None of them have really nailed it. Um, I do think that, that Ryan Jack will be a very good player for Rangers. I think that Gerard will like him. But this guy who's come in looks to me as if he could be exactly what they're looking for. Um, he looks, for a start, the very fact that Gerard threw him straight into that game, which was an absolutely crucial game, mm. Um, but he had the confidence to say no you're ready you've shown me enough in your three or four days training a week's training whatever it was so you're going straight in broke up the play loves a tackle might be a bit rash at times but generally does what a good holding defensive midfield player should do and just basically win the ball feed it to somebody else who will use it and stop the other team from building passages of play um, really really impressed with him so far Again, early days, you just don't know how it's going to pan out. But, nah, he looks apart. Yeah. Um, Kent, I think I think with Kent, you're going to get inconsistencies. Oh, because you, you tend to get that with, with, wingers. With, with, with players who play in the position that he plays, yeah. yeah? 
Um, you know, so again, it would almost certainly be a useful addition to the squad. Is he going to play every week? I, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't think he will, but you know, he's 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 there. He's an addition to the squad, um, but he's actually going to. Uh, I think he'll find it difficult to nail down an absolute regular place in the in the starting eleven. Mm-hmm. But he's he's a useful addition to have. I would think. Well, let's look at another Rangers player. But did you see the Wigan game? I saw that. Saw that. Yeah. Right. Clearly, more subs in the Russian Navy in that game Aye. goes down to normal. As a usual pre-season friendly, one man that got the full 90 and again stood out for me was Glenn Middleton. Mm-hmm. 18 years old, yep. stocky, strong, eh, great with the ball at his feet, thrown in dangerous crosses. Yep. Do you think he could play a part for the mm-hmm. first team this season? I do. Um, I think that he's been the one that has emerged from like the batch of unknowns, really, if you want to call them that. He's a... He's a guy that I know he only came tail end of last season from Norwich. But what strikes me about him immediately is that whenever he gets on the ball, he wants to take on the fullback. He's not got any any fear whatsoever. Um, I was listening to the commentary of the game against Wigan and in the early part of that game, the commentators were saying that he was up against a boy who um, is a Chelsea youngster that's out on loan, but Chelsea yeah. have huge high hopes from right back. Um but he wasn't phased by that at all. Every time he got the ball, he just wanted to take the boy on and get across into the box. Um, and if you do end up having a, a Lafferty type on the end of those things, then perfect. You yeah. know, strikers feed off that all day long. Um, so I think he's been really impressive. What also impressed me about him was his work rate because, um, you know, he's prepared to put in the shift. He's prepared to get back when and help his left back with the defensive duties as well um, as he did that time and again at the weekend um, I think he's got a chance and you know I was talking earlier on about the mentality that's a boy that seems to me to have the right mentality and there have been far too many Rangers players over the last four or five years who haven't had the mentality to to really take the club forward but I think this boy although he's young and I know that Gerard and everyone else will say we don't we can't heap too much expectation on him but this lad has been given a chance and he looks to me as if he's a guy that's decided I'm going to make the most of this. I'm going to yeah. do absolutely everything I can yeah. to make it as difficult as I can for him to leave me out of the team. Yeah. And so far, I think he's done great. Yeah, good on him. I suppose kudos to uh, Graham Murray as well for playing his part and bringing him up yeah. to Norwich. Thank yeah. you, that a big role to play there. Absolutely, absolutely, aye. But, um, but ultimately, once the player comes, any player comes, it's up to him. And some of them fade out of sight almost immediately and others kind of grasp the nettle and this guy's done that yeah on that midfield area you, you mentioned how you think Ryan Jack will come on to a game and establish himself as a, a regular mm-hmm. um, Koulibaly could well do likewise mm-hmm. he's still got your Graham Dorans uh, Ross McCrory's in there yeah. at the moment Scott Arfields to come in obviously mm-hmm. more of an attacking threat there's three, you could name another five I know, or six in I that know, area. I know, get Jordan Rossiter if he ever gets fully cool, fit. Um, well. You know, they've got they've got an abundance of players in there. Gerard will decide which ones are kind of surplus or which ones need to be developed more, which is why he's trying to get Greg Doherty out on loan, who's another one. Another one, yeah. Aye. Um, you know, Greg Doherty goes and possibly to the likes of a Sunderland or somewhere like that for a season would do him absolutely no harm at all. Uh, I think he signed a four-year contract, might even be a five-year contract with Rangers, so he's got plenty of time to come back mm-hmm. and uh, establish himself in that team. Um, you know, 
you've got, you're right, you've got the likes of your uh, McCrory's as well. Dorans, who, if Rangers are going to get the best out of Dorans, they need to play him further forward than, than he played under Cachinha, definitely. Yeah. Um, but you've got Arfield in there as well. So, you know, again, though, if they can get through the Europa thing in, into the group stages, which is still a big, big ask, but if they do, they're going to have a hell of a lot of games to play. Um, you know, and they'll be looking to advance deep into both cup competitions as well. So you'll need a squad, you know, I mean, you can't just have a certain 11. So um, all these players will play their part, I'm pretty sure. He might still try and get a couple of them out and loan other than Dockery, I don't know. Um, but I would hope the likes of McCrory doesn't go out and loan because I think he's shown that he can play a part in the team. Right. Um, might not play every week, but I think he's definitely... He's definitely one that I would rather have around and not have around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if they've got an abundance of central midfielders, I don't think there's any doubt where, other than maybe one more striker, the priority mm. certainly lies in Gerard, doesn't it? Ah, he's not heading for this, is he? I think. What was yeah. his word yesterday? He's in a rush. Aye. He hide for the aye, fact aye. I think he, he wants them in yesterday. Um, aye. Looks like Jake you know. Cooper is probably, they've been yeah. priced out of the, yeah. the Millwall defender. I think, I think that's the case. Um, I think Millwall have shown absolutely no desire to get rid of him and I yeah. think he was his top target yeah. so going to have to look elsewhere um, we obviously wanted uh, the boy Keen Bryan and that's quite an interesting one because originally it was said that he had kind of a problem with his medical but the Aye. way that the way that Stephen Gerrard spoke the other day suggests to me that it was actually the boy that decided he wanted to keep his options open um, so naughty, was it not? well you know I mean the, guy, the guy's entirely entitled to look after his own career if, you know if he wants to um, you know, maybe thinks he can get himself an English Premier League club or somewhere. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I think Gerard's attitude has always been: if uh, he only wants people who are in it for the in it for the right, who want to make Rangers better. If this guy had any doubts about it, better off leaving him where he is. Yeah. Uh, try and find somebody else. But they do have to move quite quickly because although Katic and uh, Golson have been excellent, they look like they do, don't they? They do, but. But you're one injury away, aye, one, one twisted ankle away, one suspension it's away going to from. Aye. Going to so particularly playing in that decision, uh, that position, Fraser, that yeah. you know suspensions happen, injuries happen. So that to me is actually more of a priority than the centre forward. Aye, it's I getting in, a, so. getting in another centre half. Um, but they'll know that as well, and they'll be looking. And will it happen before the weekend? don't know but Gerard clearly wants it to happen before the weekend so it'll be interesting sounds like he's got a, li- a long list of targets south of yeah. the border anyway that Aye. seems to be the market well, like, well and I mean that's you know Mark Allen as well will be doing doing Aye. stuff with that and they'll be working their way through it and they'll get somebody else in um, just have to wait and see but I'll tell you they'll have to be pretty good to replace the two that have started because Aye. they've got the jerseys unless of course maybe long term plan they might want to play with three you don't, you don't know um, but right now Katic and Golson have been excellent. Um, there's a solidity there, a, a desire to defend their box, and as we said earlier on, they've got a top-class keeper behind them. Mm-hmm. But you are only one injury away from a crisis there, so they need to get something done pronto. Just finally, on, finally on the transfer front, then it's it's added four loan signings this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not he might feel forced to look for another loan signing defence, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But do you feel? clubs should really limit the number of loan players they bring in. Um, I do. Do you I think do. it's that aye. you're giving aye. jerseys away to players that one, maybe don't quite have the same heart mm-hmm. as players at the club and two, you're doing your own players out of a game as well. 
Yeah. I felt maybe even last season, say Aberdeen, for instance, had four lone players. Uh-huh. And all four of them played in that semi-final against Motherwell. Yeah. And I actually thought that. You could yeah. see that in that Aberdeen performance. I always feel that if you've got a deal to bring in a lone player with an option to buy him, then, you know, it's never actually been quite clarified with the Kuebali situation whether that is indeed the, the case. But if that is, if Rangers have got an option to buy him at the end, then absolutely 100% would do that. Um, apart from anything else, it uh, inspires the player as well, yeah. or motivates the player, for a better word, um, to do well to prove that he's worth that deal, you know? Um, what you don't want is loan signings, uh, boys that are just simply going to go through the motions. Aye, um, you know, plenty of those, haven't there? There's, there's, there's been loads of them over the years, I'm not just talking about Rangers, I'm talking about everybody else, you know, yeah. but, but you've got a boy like, uh, like Ijara, for instance, who is going back to Liverpool, um, he signed a new contract with Liverpool just before he came to Rangers, so um, you would expect that he will go back there. Um, now, if Rangers got a very good season out of him, the boy enhances his reputation, goes back to Liverpool, a better player, everybody's a winner. But at the same time, I would I would always prefer if deals were permanent rather than, than loan signings. Uh, sometimes that's just not possible and sometimes you've just got to make do. And in this case, when Rangers don't have a bottomless pit of money, if that's what they need to do to get them through, particularly in Gerard's first year, mm. um, then I can understand why they're doing it. But ultimately, I would prefer if it was permanent signs. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the action this week then. Uh, as we've already mentioned, a huge, huge, huge four or five days for Rangers coming up. Uh, yeah. Starting with uh, Thursday night, Osijek at home. So they've done the job out there, not only kept a clean sheet, got themselves a, a 1-0 victory. Um Osijek seemed very mouthy, mm-hmm. but a couple of guys seemed keen to try and upset Rangers almost. Yeah. Very bullish. Um, their team obviously come and fancy their chances. Do you, do you think they can cause Rangers difficulties? I think that, I think they can cause Rangers difficulties. I've got no doubt about that. Um, they, they played pretty well in the first leg, and again, it took a real kind of dogged performance for Rangers. Um, it was almost, I, I hate to say it, but it was almost like a, a Walter Smith type European oh, performance right, for Rangers, right. you know. There was resilience, they dug it out, they got the early goal, they kind of hung on to what they had, um, and they defended tremendously well. Mm. Um, That's I think, a good thing, I think, though, yeah. I mean, that, you've thing. never expected that for them last year, so... Wouldn't it happen last year? Wouldn't it happen last year? Built for the back, and Gerard's clearly I did, I lost three or four goals last year Aye. against that team. Um, but I really hope, I'm sure it won't happen inside the dressing room, but, you know... Uh, people who are going to come and fill Ibrox on Thursday night, if they're coming along thinking, well, we've won away from home, so it's it's done. It's a done deal. It's not a done deal. I think it's about a really really tough game for Rangers. I think um, I mean that team uh, they, they beat Hadrick split four one. I think Hadrick split finished second or third last season, yep. so they were above them. Above them. Um, that is a warning. Aye, that is a warning. Um, but what I would say is that if if Rangers can get ahead at Ibrox as well. I don't think that, that that team will come back from that. But what I do think is that the Rangers still have to be really, really careful in this game. I expect them to get through, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be really tight. It's going to be really nervous. And we, what I think will help them is the first half in particular against uh, the Macedonian team, uh, Scoopy. And that was the first time a lot of those players had played at Ibrox in front of a full house. Um, in a competitive game I know there was Burry and it was 40,000 which was incredible for a for a friendly but that was the first time a lot of these boys had played 
in front of a full house in a competitive game and there were stages in that game where the crowd was getting agitated um, the Rangers were well the other team hit the bar at nil nah, I remember that um, yeah. and Rangers then got their noses in front but for long periods of that game they kind of struggled and the crowd was getting in their back a little bit the second goal made a huge difference right to death um, but having experienced that and having experienced the way that the crowd can become agitated and kind of put pressure on them I think that will stand them in really good stead because I think I think it could be another similar type of game I think that Osijek will come and they might well have a lot of the ball um, but they need to break down that defence and I don't Rangers won't sit back and on their lead there's no chance of that but there will come periods in the game where they will have to defend and if the crowd does get a bit nervy and whatnot, I think that having already come through a similar situation in the first game against the Macedonians that, that will help them big time on yeah. Thursday night Do you expect a similar lineup? Did you think Candace might have played his way back into the team I thought he was quite impressive against Wigan he was quite impressive against Wigan but he was more in that wide area where he, he tends to do most of his damage um, I personally think he's hit and miss I don't I don't think that I don't think that he would be a regular starter under Gerard when Gerard's got everybody that he wants when he's got all his ducks in a row um, well he'd play it he might um, because when you're on the front foot and you're attacking teams, he can provide ammunition. So he might well play him on, but if, if he has to play him, he has to play him wide right, yeah. I think, rather yeah. than in that more inverted role in the centre. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine he'll go back to, I know we're talking about the boy Middleton, and as I say, I really, really like him, but I would imagine he'll go back to Jamie Murphy, Jamie Murphy on the left, and uh, Candias on the right, with Morelos through the middle yeah. for the game, I would think. But, Obviously, he'll he'll know better than me, but so you know. Yeah, so we'll see. it's um just finally in this one. Um, it might sound a bit daft, and it's one game at a time. I think Gerard's very clearly said that he wants to win every single game. Uh-huh. But will they have one eye in the Aberdeen game on Sunday? Do you nah. think? No, nah. no, nah. this is too Not important, Fraser. No, I I don't think so. I think you know. Aberdeen are also playing a massive, massive game in the same night down at Burnley. If anything, that'll be even more intense mm. because of the Scotland-England thing, Turf Moor, big crowd, the whole bit. Um, so both teams will be up against it on Thursday night and then they'll bounce straight into this massive, massive game. He, he won't have a single thought in his head other than getting past the Croatians on Thursday night. And then then he'll look at the, the Aberdeen game, So uh, which again is absolutely massive. And... You know, it kicks off a huge, huge spell, a tough spell to start with. You know, you've got Aberdeen away, then you've got one game at Ibrox against St Mirren, but then Motherwell away, Celtic away. You know, first four games, three of them away from home. And throw in some more Euro ties if they get through. Ah, you have to get through, you've got that as well, you know. But I was really impressed by how was, that was thrown at Stephen Gerrard uh, early doors when he when he came in, when the, when the fixture list came out. And rather than him being intimidated by that, it was quite clearly a, well, bring it on, let's get the tough ones out of the way early, and then we'll take it from there. And actually, when you look at the, the teams that, after the Celtic game, they've then got five games in the league, three of them at home against Indice and Johnston and Hearts, and two of them away from home against Livingston and Hamilton. Those are five games where he's got to be looking at getting 15 points. You know, he's got to be looking at winning all those games. If he does that and he gets off to a decent start in the over the first four games then I think he'll take that as a foundation 
for the rest of the season. I think the Rangers fans would as well. Um, but first things first is obviously Aberdeen away, and yeah, what a way to start the season. Oh, you know, it's, you know, um, would he have preferred a, a home game against Livingston? Probably, if he was totally honest. But you know, you've got to go to Aberdeen at some point, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, as I say, with them having such a high intensity game on Thursday night as well then I don't think any team gets an advantage from, from that. So um, he'll be itching to get at them. Yeah. Gerard, um, Gerard might be an obvious in the manager's management game, but his words carry so much weight. I mean, I, I always got the impression of Pedro Cusina. He was trying to be a hard man, yeah. trying to come across as a, a tough taskmaster. But really, I, I thought a lot of what he said seemed fake, whereas Gerard, especially with what came out of the dressing room at half-time for the yeah. Wigan game, a yeah. pre-season friendly, he he knows what he wants, doesn't he? Ah, you know that's uh, you know you, you you can't buy an aura, mm-hmm. and he's got that. Sunas had that. You know, guys that walk into a room and people look at them and they think, oh, he's got something about him. You yeah. know, uh, and he's earned that over the years just with his with the reputation that he had as a player. Everything that he said so far has been hugely impressive. He's also he's also nailed it. He's, he's not sugar coated anything. There are some managers having beaten a Croatian side away from home in Europe. Um, would have been absolutely crowing about it and you know lavishing praise on the players accepting pats in the back not him he didn't do that he didn't do it in Macedonia either in fact it was the complete opposite he oh, was right. moaning about the, um, the lack of quality in the final third yeah. so you know I think there's a I think he's real you know there, there is a sense of realism there I think he knows that he's got a mile to go before he's anywhere near getting the kind of team that he wants and playing the way that he wants um, and I think that's refreshing because there have been far far too many managers through the door of Rangers in recent years who have either tried to tell the fans what they thought the fans wanted to hear or they've been kidding themselves on mm-hmm. and ultimately that doesn't do anybody any good Do you think Gerard, having been at Liverpool all these years and seen the quality that's been there and I say this with all due respect do you think he's actually been shocked maybe by the lack of quality going forward do you think he was maybe ready for the what you said himself the, the sheer lack of quality Aye, um, I would think that he he watched Rangers enough last season um, I'm sure he'd watched them on TV and all the rest of it as well been to a couple of games he was at that 3-2 game that Celtic won with 10 men at Ibrox so he was yeah um, he would know he would have known before he went in there that that team was not fit for purpose Um and the very fact he still took on the job shows you a kind of confidence that he has in himself that, that he would be able to make that a lot better. Um, and so far, very, very early days, but the signs are that he is making it better. Um, so no, I, I don't think he would have been shocked by the, lock, uh, by the lack of quality. Maybe going the other way, there might be one or two players in there who have shocked him by, real, by him realising mm, they're actually better than I thought they might be, you know? Maybe Tavernier's one of them because he's given him the captaincy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, to me, Tavernier has always been excellent going forward. We all know that. Yeah. We also all know his defensive deficiencies. If he can sort that out. Oh, he'll be a miracle worker. Well, so maybe that's a bit. That maybe uh, that's a bit uh, you know, I mean, strong. I think he's... I don't know. There's, a, there's maybe an argument you could play Tavernier one further forward, yeah. you know. Um, but at the same time, Gerard obviously likes him because he's given him the armband. He obviously sees something in him that uh, even not just on the pitch but presumably leadership qualities as well yeah. off the pitch um, it's a big thing being the Rangers captain you know no, it is and 
you know, he's handed him that responsibility and that suggests to me that he thinks that he's not only a really good player, but he's a leader of men as well. Yeah. So. Well, he'll see things in the dressing room that we don't see, Correct. so it, it, it's surely a good judge of character. Just finally on that then, uh, you talk about this aura that uh, Gerard yeah. carries, uh, the likes that Sunis before him carried. Do you think that has uh, maybe struck the likes of Josh Windass, who now appears to be falling further and further down the pecking order? I don't know whether um, Gerard has become as frustrated with his inconsistencies as many people have. It might well be that. He didn't play against Wigan, but he was injured. Did, um, did you see the picture of him sitting in yeah. the stands? Aye, aye. Didn't look like a... No, did, did didn't look, look like a happy boy. No, he, did, he didn't look like a happy boy. Look, I, I think that there'll be interest in, in Windass before the end, of the, uh, the end of the transfer window, though the English transfer window's only got until August the 9th. Ten days or something. Aye. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't completely surprise me if Rangers received an offer for, for him and it wouldn't completely surprise me if they took it. Um, I think Gerard had hoped that he might get a tune out of Windass, and he might still do, but I just get the impression that maybe he's not lived up to what Gerard hoped he could be. Yeah. Um, again, it's still early days, and you know, the boy has flashes where you think to yourself, well, there's definitely a player in there, there's no doubt about that, you know? But he looks to me as if he's maybe, like the player himself, looks to me as if he's, he's not entirely happy and it might be best for everybody if, if he moves on. If Rangers can get a few bob for him, reinvest that elsewhere, then everybody's happy. Yeah, that's certainly the way it looks to me as well, David. But, yeah. uh, okay, I love putting you guys on this spot, so let's mm-hmm. do it for the not just one, but both big games in the, the coming few days, yeah. starting with Ibrox against Osijek. How do you see this one going? I think it'll be really close. I think that Rangers will edge it. Uh, if you're looking for a scoreline, I hate doing scorelines, I'm absolutely hopeless at it. <laughs> as uh, bookies throughout the country would testify <laughs> with some delight. But... Um, I would think that Rangers could win that 2-1. And if you're going to then ask me about Aberdeen, mm-hmm. I I think it'll be a draw. Aye. Uh, I do. Uh, a huge big fence here and I'm going to sit on it. Aye. I do. I just think that... Um, I don't think it would be the worst result for either team. Um, I think that Aberdeen are going to be, again, tough opponents this season. You know, um you know they've, they've finished second in the league in the past few seasons for a reason and they've got a good manager um, so I, I just think Rangers can up to Pataudry in the first game of the season if they get a one each draw or something like that then I don't think they'd be too unhappy with that I know Gerard has said right for the start he wants to win every game of course he does everybody wants to win every game there has to be a wee sprinkling of reality as well and if you come away for Pataudry with a one each draw on day one of the season you think to yourself that's not bad yeah, a win and a draw, I'm sure, I'm sure, as you say, they would maybe accept that. David, massive few days coming up, let's look forward to them, yep. but uh, that's all from us for today. Thanks, David, again for coming on. Pleasure. If you want to continue the debate, you can find us on Twitter at Record Sport and on Facebook as well. We'll be back next week to talk all things Rangers, so don't forget to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available, and you can also rate us on there too. Thank you very much for listening.